2: This show is partnering with No C D to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to no. CD.com to get evidence based treatment. That's no CD.com.
1: What's up, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners? We're so excited for another week to be back with you guys. Becca, always great to be back with you, my girl, and to just talk about all things Bachelor. And by that, I mean listen to your heart. So, Becca, I was thinking about this the other day. I am so thankful for our podcast. Mm -hmm. And for several reasons, because there are a lot of Bachelor podcasts out there, which is fine. You know, there's there's enough room for everybody, but they're all different. And what I like so much about our podcast is not that it's just the official podcast. We're a podcast that's always moving forward. We're Mm -hmm. always thinking of what's new, what's next. We have great interviews with contestants from the shows. We also have great interviews with celebrities, especially well, celebrities that are on listen to your heart. Mm-hmm. We get to talk to them and we get to have very intimate and deep discussions. You know, I'm glad we're not doing hot topics because I feel like and I'm about to go on. A, I'm ranting here, <laughs> rambling. But, you know, we get a lot of questions, especially during quarantine. There's a lot like going down in Bachelor Nation with drama and and honestly things that I don't care to discuss. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we don't. I'm glad and I'm sorry for the people who want that. I think there are other podcasts that provide it, but I love that our podcast, it is what it is. It's rich, it's detailed, and it's forward moving, which is how I want to be in every aspect of my life. Anyways, and that being said, <laughs>
3: ramp right so. over. I love it. I love when you go off.
1: <laughs> I, I just, I do. I just love what we are building here with Bachelor Happy Hour, and I'm proud mm-hmm. of it. And I'm uh, happy to have you as like my co-host. I couldn't Aww. do this without you. Okay, Back at you, I'm all in my feelings. It's that you know. <laughs> it's that it's that female time. So like, the, y'all just bear with me because that's going to be my my mood from the <laughs> for the entire episode. But today we've got so much for you guys. We've got we're going to break down, listen to your heart, talk all the things about that. But we've also got two very special guests that are joining us on the show today. We've got Julia. Now I know. You guys have burning questions for Julia, and we do too, and we're going to talk to her, and we're going to try to get down to the bottom of things and figure out what has been going on, because there's been a lot of drama, and honestly, Julia's been at the center of it. Mm-hmm. We've also got none other than Shaggy. I'm actually going to have Becca say it, because she says it with her Midwestern accent. Becky, Sh-
3: who's coming <laughs> on the show? Becky, who's coming right, on the show? All right, everyone, Bachelor at Bailer listeners, we do have Shaggy. Shaggy. <laughs> shaggy shaggy you like shaggy when, it's like when Garrett makes fun of how i say bag it's the same with shaggy so aka go- mr bombastic <laughs> <laughs> i can't even bombastic. talk right now it's bombastic. bombastic shaggy 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 mr
1: bombastic shaggy. okay but well, we've got him him on the podcast as well we are so, we are both fans so eager and excited to talk to him and we can't wait for you guys to see his performance which will be on next week's episode of listen to your heart
3: Yeah, Rachel, you hit the nail on the head because when you say the podcast, we always move forward. We're always looking looking into the next week. And what I love most about this podcast, and especially when we recap Listen to Your Heart, is that we not only have contestants from the show, but we have these amazing artists that can give insight and advice and background and just more depth to what we're covering each week. Because let's be honest, like, I'm not a musician, so I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. Um, so, yes, as you mentioned, we do have Julia. Now, Rachel, I know we have so many questions. We will get into her we very do. shortly because, as you said, she she is in the center of much of the drama that takes place, which, you know, we'll recap that. Um, but I also can't, I don't even want to say his name because you're just going to make <laughs> fun it. of me. We also will have Shaggy. So Shaggy. I Shaggy. feel like <laughs> Shaggy. Do I really sound like Oh no! No, that's just okay. I'm gonna try to say it correctly, like the the Californians out here would. Shaggy. That was perfect. Is that it? I see, but I feel really uncomfortable when I say it that way. So. I'm just going to do me (laughs) Shaggy, (laughs) which and I feel like he's coming on our podcast at the perfect time. He's re-releasing an album at the perfect time because when we're in quarantine, we all need a little pick me up. We all need like just this kick of energy. And he is providing that. So like after this, I might just have a reggae party on my balcony. Yes, feel free to join me, everybody. Uh, But before I get ahead of myself, we still have an episode to break down and we just have to every week. We just have to start with the beginning because there's a lot to cover. Um, so from the beginning, Chris Harrison drops not only a bomb, but like an atomic bomb where he's not just coming into the mansion saying, listen up, everyone. I hope you're in couples this week because if you're not, you're leaving. He's saying, you guys are already in couples, but we're going to have you dabble in in other relationships to see what might just happen. Uh, and so I... I loved the look on everyone's face when yeah, he mentioned right? this because you and and you know of course he sh- he uh, saved Julia and uh, Brandon for the end, but that like moment before he said the last name, of course you knew it was going to be Brandon. You knew it was go- it wasn't going to be Sheridan. It wasn't going to be Savannah. But the look on everyone's faces, I just got like it, it was so cringeworthy, But I got s- it's sad to say, but such enjoyment out of it. Yeah. No. My notes literally <laughs> say, This is the
1: messiest shit I've ever seen. So then we see the date set up. Jamie and Ryan are together. Chris and Rudy, Julia and Brandon, which we knew. Mm. We knew. The moment Chris Harrison said that, we knew what was happening. Yep. So we see Chris and Rudy go on a date together. And I mean, it's totally like a bro sis mm-hmm. setup. You can tell they're they're cool with each other. They have a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, they really didn't go on that much of a date because they were in like a stone's throw <laughs> away from the mansion. I was like, what the hell
3: is that? <laughs> I love the binoculars. Well, there was one point before the date where, what? Did, okay, I wrote it down. Rudy goes, before she's leaving and she's like seeing Matt work out and like with his shirt off, hanging out with Natasha, she goes, I'm jealous okay I have problems and in this moment I'm like don't lose it girl we need to keep you here you can't yeah. lose it now I did yeah. not want her to leave over like having Matt hang out with Natasha for one day so thankfully she sticks around but yes like the the date with her and Chris just friendship and it was cute like they both I think feel so confident in the relationships yeah um that I think the the four of them with with um uh I Brie with Brie and then Matt like the quadrant that they have I think that they're set in their relationships they're confident it's good
1: yeah it's cute I I thought it was a good it was like a therapy session they were able to Mm -hmm. talk to each other about their significant others Mm -hmm. and that's great because sometimes you need that male opinion sometimes you need that female opinion then we have Jamie and Ryan on a spa day so they didn't initially say they were on a spa day at least I missed that part. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at Ryan and I'm like, okay, Ryan, I see this outfit. It's a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe. We're really, f- I mean, I liked it on him. And then they go, we're on a spot. I go, okay.
3: Are you Spotting. talking about the robe? Because I felt that on an emotional level when I saw that. <laughs> I, I know how you feel about that robe slippers life. But I was like, okay, he's
1: got the the low cut, the, the, mm-hmm. the linen. I, I just didn't understand until they said it. And I was like, guys
3: very (laughs) Hugh Hefner-esque
1: yeah but I thought you know what I thought was nice is that you know it seems like forever ago that Jamie and Ryan possibly could have been together since they Mm -hmm. met first before any other contestants came into the mansion so I thought it was nice to see that they both realize they've moved on it's Mm -hmm. all good there's no love lost and they're developing a friendship and it was Mm -hmm. really sweet
3: yeah, which I think goes to show like friendships can form, even though, yes, like they win on one date, they had this makeout session, but it's not awkward. Like once you get past that and people are always like, isn't it awkward seeing their exes are hanging out? And it's like, no, not really. Depending on who it no. is, usually not. No, yeah, no, it's not. So then we
1: get to the reason that this whole messiness started. Mm -hmm. This is all for Julia and Brandon, right? Mm -hmm. Because how else can we get these two together who so badly want to be together but don't know how to leave the people that they're with? So it was so sad when Julia is about to go on the date with Brandon and she's talking to Sheridan. I literally was like, I was listening to Julia and I said, okay, Sheridan's listening to her, but mentally he's packing his bags. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was already sitting on the plane to Austin. You know, like, he's not a dummy. He knew what was up. So we right. see Julianne Brandon go to the Roxy, and they have this intimate date where there's... I mean, how romantic is it to write a song
3: mm-hmm.
1: about, with someone
3: and and the, it? and the song that they wrote wasn't half bad. I thought it was pretty dang good. It was For doing it on the fly, like, d- that quickly to throw that together with not only, like, the lyrics, but... The guitar and the vocals, and I thought it was good.
1: It sounded like journal entries. These were the journal. No, it was good. I agree, (laughs) but I'm saying like they've been writing this stuff down for weeks until they had this moment. It took forever for them to come back. They knew it. The writing was on the wall. They were prepared for the worst, praying for the best. And I don't know. In both their situations, this is to, to quote the great Garth Brooks: "Thank God for unanswered prayers."
3: that's just an allusion (laughs) to to what happens in the future uh but you know fast forward to then when they do come back and they have julia has this like this gut-wrenching conversation with sheridan and he the part that really got to me was him questioning like something must be wrong with me what's wrong with me why can't i keep a good girl around like To hear him say that, I was getting the chills like, no, buddy, it's not you. Like, you, this isn't you. This is on them. And it's so sad because I feel like in any breakup, like, let's be honest, everyone, that thought crosses everyone's head. Like, what did I do wrong? What could I have done differently? Is it me? And you see that with him in that moment. And I just, I felt for him. It was very, very sad. And then you see like a whole 180 flip-flop scenario with Savannah and, and Brandon, she's like, Mm-mm, I'm not going to be your second choice. Like, don't call me, sweetie. Don't call me, baby. I'm not going to be a backup. I, okay.
1: When Julia comes back to break up with Sheridan, I, you're, you're skipping the part where she says to him, he's very matter of fact. He's like, don't toy with me. Basically, he's like, don't toy with me. Just tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. And she's stuttering over what she's going to say. And then all he does is ask questions. He doesn't curse He doesn't raise his voice. And she says, I don't know why you're being so mean to me about it. What?
3: What? WTF? I I will say, so Garrett was watching this scene with me. And and, and he's, well, because he's going back to school. So he's not fully paying attention to the show. He's kind of like off-reading his book, but still tuning in. He goes, she seems manipulative. That that was like the one word that came out of his mouth, and I was like, well, kind of, yeah, like he Sheridan's not getting mad. Sheridan's not getting angry at you. He's simply addressing the situation that you brought to him. And he obviously, rightly so, has questions and wants answers. And I thought the way that she treated him, like, why are you getting angry at me? Why are you being mean to me was so off and and off base. like i I don't know. Like I there has to be some disconnect somewhere, oh. It was
1: this is manipulation 101. Garrett is right. And this was very, for our listeners, if you're if you're new and you just are listening to this, or you just watching Listen to Your Heart, Peter's season of The Bachelor. This is very circa Peter Victoria F, right? Like you don't take any blame for yourself. You displace, you put the blame on someone else. And that's mm-hmm. that deflecting. And that's exactly what she was doing. So oh Julia Sheridan, fine. Sheridan gets in the car. Like you said, I... Okay, I have a confession. I told you. <laughs> I it's, it's that time. It's that time. I am not lying. Never in my life have I ever shed a tear watching any show of this franchise. I cried when Sheridan went home. Yeah. I I'm I'm not, And I was like, oh my God, this is so... I can't believe I'm crying. I mm-hmm. legit... Anybody, you can't tell me anything bad about Sharon. I don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be as stubborn as I I want to with this one. I, my heart broke for him. Mm -hmm. This man was loyal. He was patient. He was dedicated to her in a way that she never was with him. And it broke my heart watching him drive away. And I legitimately cried because I could tell that he was trying not to. And when he let it go in the
3: car, I let it go with him. Mm-hmm. I let it go. It, uh, yes, it, it, it was heartbreaking and it was so sad. I wrote in my notes. Can we? Well, first of all, I really would love to have him on the podcast and get his side of things. Also, I wouldn't be upset if he was on The Bachelor. We got to find him some nice girls. He won't do well on The Bachelor. Let's just call no. a spade a spade. But this I just want to I, find someone nice. Sheridan, no. if you are listening, I have a lot of nice Minnesota girlfriends who are single back home and they will treat you right, honey. Yeah unfortunately no please please hit her up about that they won't (laughs) the bachelor won't be
1: your place that's what's so great about listen to your heart because it's about the music and it's about the chemistry and the connection it's not about appearances in a certain way like i actually like his look and his vibe Mm -hmm. but that doesn't fit like the cookie cutter vibe that is you know when you're on the bachelor bachelorette unfortunately so You know how we do it. We can keep going and going and going. And I want to get to the performances because I was there for them. Mm -hmm. And so maybe I can give you some inside scoop. But I want to get your take on the Natasha, Julia, Brandon situation. What did you think about what Natasha said and her timing of what she said?
3: I think two things in this conversation, well, in this entire situation that stuck out to me. One when Natasha the next day was sitting down with Brandon and Ryan was there, and Julia was there. and she the whole like earmuffs thing that she had Julia do, it's like if you're going to ask it in front of all these other people, it's going to be played back on TV. Don't tell her to put earmuffs on. Just ask in front of her. And that would have been much better timing for Julia to hear his response and to to witness it and to see how he reacts to the question. Then when Natasha then told her right before they're all about to perform, yeah. Um, I think her timing was off. I think it was a good question on, on Natasha's end to ask if she's genuinely curious, because let's be honest, Brandon seems like he's all over the place. And so I'm glad she asked him, but I wish that she would have just let Julia hear and see his response. Right. No, 100% agree
1: with you. So that trickles over into the performances, which... I was fortunate enough with Brian to be mm-hmm. one of the judges. It was such a fun time. Which, let me say, you
3: looked so freaking good when you walked out. Thank and well, you. I texted you this, Rachel. Yeah, Garrett, you Garrett tuned in on this part. He's like, dang, Rachel's good up there. Like, the way that you spoke to the couples and you, like, I think all of the judges do an amazing job these past couple of weeks. Um But it was good. It was so fun to watch you up there. You looked like fire. I had a blast. I I was honored. Thank you so much for that. I was honored to be
1: a judge. I was trying to be careful with my words because last time I was a judge, it wasn't well received. So I was trying to be a little (laughs) bit more, you know, straight line in what I was saying. But I wanted to encourage them because I did think everyone was really talented on Mm -hmm. stage. So popping off the whole set for that night, um, those performances at the Novo Theater downtown in L.A., was Rudy and Matt, who I personally mm. thought had the best performance of the night. They mm-hmm. sang Tennessee Whiskey, one of my favorite songs, a song I learned about while I was on next season of The Bachelor. Shout out to Danielle Maltby, who taught me that song. Mm-hmm. And I think more than anybody, Rudy and Matt performed the best together and their harmonies are the best. Mm-hmm. They really, really are in sync.
3: I will say so. And I, last time when I watched the performance from last week, I said Rudy stole the Show. I mean, it's no surprise. I'm obsessed with Rudy. I think she's by far one of the best singers I've ever heard. But Matt, I will say, mm-hmm. really stepped up in this performance. Mm-hmm. And and he did amazing. I felt like last week I kind of missed his vocals. And maybe it's just because Rudy was like no, shining right. so bright. But when he started, I... Well, and this is what I wrote for his voice. I just have the word velvet underlined. Like, yeah. it was yeah. so good, so smooth. It really, I think, started off the show strong. Because um, you kind of need to set the bar fairly high especially in a yeah. competition like this and they did just that like i loved it i want to see them perform if they had their own show where they just sang the entire time count me in yeah no they were amazing and then there was trevor and jamie mm-hmm. kind of the
1: opposite end of the spectrum um they sang a song i'm gonna love you like i'm gonna lose you i love that song i thought that jamie had gotten her nerves out last week mm-hmm. and we understood why she's nervous we we understood it we forgave it we got it and i thought moving forward She was going to put that to the side, especially since she has a partner who's so supportive. And she didn't. She was even more nervous. And it showed in their performance. I Mm -hmm. thought they were off. And honestly, I I think that her emotion is exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I like Jamie. It's just heavy. It's a lot. And Trevor's always having to reassure her. And that came out in their performance. They did not connect at all.
3: Yeah, I think he did... A solid job of trying to steer her back on track. You know, you could kind of see her going off, and and you could, I mean, me as a viewer, I could feel the nerves coming through. And it was, I think you used this word last week for her. um, It was a bit pitchy for me. It wasn't terrible, but you could just tell something wasn't aligning there. But I thought he did a good job of kind of bringing it back, reining her in, like holding a very like solid level for that for that performance. Um, But it wasn't by far my favorite, and I just want her. And I think I said this last week, too. I mean, she's good. She's really good. She just needs to get the nerves out and to have a little bit more confidence when she performs. And granted, maybe it could be, as Chris Harrison said, one of the biggest venues and crowds that some of them have performed in. That could be Mm -hmm. it. Um, But she just needs to have faith in herself. You know who I thought about when I was watching her? Coyote Ugly. The girl, the lead
1: singer. I was like, she writes... She, she likes to perform with the lights mm-hmm. off. Like, I felt like if we just turn the lights off for Jamie, mm-hmm. I feel like she'd she'll be comfortable. It. You know, <laughs> if they let her, if she sings Can't Fight the Moonlight later in this show, I'm freaking psychic.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she'd crush <Yeah>. it.
1: <laughs> okay, so, so then we see Kristen Bree. They sing Lover, Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. It was romantic. It was cute. It was sweet. I said all the things on stage. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Tony loved it. Um, I just have to say side note. It was really cool to share the stage with Tony Braxton and Andy Grammer. Oh, I, I do have imagine. To say. I it was great.
3: Rich, I don't want to be a jealous Betty, but I am. I'm so jealous that you were there. How amazing. It was great. Um I one thing that I really liked that Andy Grammer called out for their performance is Chris's falsetto is gold. It's yeah. it's so good when he like not many men can hit those high notes. Um, And he just does it so flawlessly. It wasn't my favorite song choice, but I think them together, obviously, yeah. they're in love. And, yeah. it, and And you felt that. And so it was a good performance.
1: It was really sweet. I wrote down what he said when he was like, which also was interesting to watch as a judge because I was there in real time. We have no idea all the backstory and what's going on behind stage. People mm-hmm. are crying. People are getting into it. There's drama. And we're just like watching a show. So it's weird mm-hmm. now that I see that all of this other stuff was happening. Yeah. And but they get on stage and, and it's, there's nothing.
3: Well, that's what I wanted villain. to ask you. As a judge, did you get any inkling to anything that was going on with any of the couples? Or was it simply you sat there, they came out, you know, two at a time, performed and that was it? You had no idea of like... Oh, yeah, we didn't know one girl's crying or wh- no. one couple's about to break up or whatever it might be.
1: No, no, that's why you hear me say things like, and we'll get to Julianne Brandon. I'm glad I got that backstory because we mm-hmm. didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So one thing I did want to note about Chris and Bree, because they are just so sweet. When he said, "quote I would tell my dad that I met the sweetest woman in the world and I think that she's perfect for me," mm-hmm. um because he shares that he had lost his dad. I thought that that was so beautiful i just mm-hmm. i wrote it down and i even rewound it so i could mm-hmm. get the exact quote loved it yeah um so julia and brandon you know this the, that that's what <laughs> that's where we need to get to that's the tea so julia and brandon get on stage now you saw my my i said it was like karaoke in real life they booed me <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> They booed me, and julia encouraged it Julia <laughs> Oh, really so what I have been itching to tell you, Becca, is that I knew so I didn't know the backstory behind it. But you realize mm-hmm. I saw Julia and Brandon perform together. Mm-hmm. So I have been curious this whole time is how does he get from Savannah to Julia? Mm-hmm. Because what I watched months ago was those two together. Right. And I remember watching, and Tony said the same thing. Tony said they seemed like they were fighting, and it did. It just mm-hmm. was like she was pulling so much for him, and he was just doing his own thing playing. They did not mm-hmm. seem together at all. So now to see the background of it, I'm like, I
3: get it. That's it was That's where the dis- off. disconnect comes from. Well, and that's one thing that I wrote in my notes. It It felt like they don't match when they're performing and that like it was just being forced like mm-hmm. it seemed it just me as the viewer for the 30 seconds i saw of it it just it it wasn't in sync
1: yeah so was yeah. that i thought it was an interesting song choice we belong to the night he didn't
3: really know that song i was like come on buddy um, i'm not
1: in a brandon as a performer i'm just not
3: Well, and I'm, Um, yeah, I think out of, and and this is me just and my preference to what I listen to, I think out of the group, he's maybe one of the weakest singers.
1: I think, I I know I'm being, it's my personal bias because of just how he's been in the show. Like, it's like, I can't, I'm, I'm just being honest. I'm being so biased because of how he's been. They end the show with Natasha and Ryan and they sing You Are the Best Thing, which is one of my favorite... It's one of my favorite songs. So Mm -hmm. I was already sold just by the song choice in in general. Yeah. And it brought us to our feet. It was such a fun song.
3: This song choice, Ray Lamonting, is such a better fit for Ryan. I mean, last week when him and Natasha performed... And it was to Rihanna. It was so off for him. It it didn't feel like him. And so when they, I'm so glad that they picked this song because he now in my eyes kind of stepped it up a little bit more. I know last week Jason Mraz said Natasha could like sing circles around him and would just take off, which of course, yes. I mean, she is incredible. She's just yeah, like, she's she has like these powerhouse lungs. I don't know where it comes from. Um, But this I think was so much better geared towards him. So I'm glad that they chose this one. Now
1: you see why I've been like, I love Ryan, I love Ryan, mm-hmm. because this is the performance that I saw from him. And mm-hmm. it was even better live. So sure. I've, I didn't see the other, you know, the other songs he was singing. Mm-hmm. So this, this was more his fit. And Andy Grammer actually even said it didn't play. He said, Ryan, are, do you feel more comfortable singing in front of the guitar? Because I felt like you came alive when you had the guitar in your hands. And he said, mm-hmm. yes, I'm used to singing with the guitar. So yeah. Andy kind of caught
3: on what his vibe is. Mm-hmm. It was good. I think performance-wise, they it was good. It was a great song choice. I, but and and maybe it's because we do see the backstory. But even to compared to like Bree and Chris and and even some of the other couples, it I don't know how long they'll last outside of this couple, as a couple. Chris in and a Brie? relationship. No, no, no. Natasha and Ryan, like compared to oh, like the Chris yeah. and Bree's of this. I will say, I know last week I said that she seems
1: very professional in their relationships and like she's putting on a performance. This week, I did feel like they had more of a connection. Mm-hmm. And I'm not based on the performance, just how I saw them move about in the house. They mm-hmm. do really seem to like each other. They're just like real chill. Um, so yeah, I saw more of a progression in their relationship. But we've already teased at the top of the show that we have two guests. we got Shaggy and one of them is Julia. And so... Julia has been at the middle of a lot of drama, whether it's with Savannah, another woman in the house, whether it's between the love triangle she has with Sheridan and Brandon, there's just a lot there. Mm -hmm. And Julia is honestly one of my favorite female voices in the house, Mm -hmm. one of them. But then it's hard to ignore everything else that's going in the house. So I want to discuss Julia for a bit, Becca, before we bring her on, because we're going to have her on in just a moment. But... There's certain things that are just like hard for me to ignore when it comes to Julia because I do understand and that's why I'm eager to talk to her. I know that there's always another side to the story and I want to mm-hmm. give her the opportunity and I know you do too, the opportunity to, to talk about that. But there's so many things she speaks speaks in such exaggeration that it bothers me. People are mean, they're a bully, they're disingenuous. They're it's just everything is just so exaggerated that it's just hard for me to see any other side of her. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious as to how you feel.
3: Well, so here's the thing. And and people I know it seems like we're just ragging on Julia. We're not trying to. We're simply giving our opinions and what we're seeing week by week in this show. And if you don't agree with us, that's totally okay. You don't have to, but yeah. this is how we feel. And I think people, and, and us included, need to remember there's so much that we don't see. Like, we literally only see two hours every week of what's being filmed 24-7. All right, Rachel. So, of course, I mean, Julia has been the center of most of the drama, so we just need to hear it from her first. I think we need to get her side of things. So without further ado... Everyone please welcome Julia. Well, hi Julia. How's it going? Hi. Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. We're well, thanks good. for. We're happy joining. to have you on the show. Yeah, we are because you know, we've watched the past couple episodes back and of course, we have many questions. You have unfortunately been part of some of the drama, so we're happy to have you on to get your side of things. Um I was just telling Rach, there's when you go into filming what we're seeing as viewers is only two hours once a week of what's being filmed 24-7. So there's so much yeah. back end that we as the viewers aren't privy to see. And so, of course, we want to get your take on everything. Um, but to start things off, before we get into all of that, um, how have you been doing holding up during quarantine? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's been affected by
4: the last two episodes, but <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing OK. You know, I'm I'm hanging in there.
3: Mm hmm. Best you can. I mean, quarantine drives everyone crazy, and I'm sure it's yeah. not easy. <laughs> Trust me, I know it's not easy watching yourself back week after week. Um, and so, no. with no <laughs> social release, too. Uh... Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, your voice is fire, Julia. Thank you. It's one of our favorite voices. It's one of our favorites. You. When you sang with Sheridan, um, when you did the radio date, it yeah. sounded like y'all were like it was a track playing. you you. have a beautiful voice julia i did
3: say this on one of our episodes a couple weeks ago i don't know i i don't know why i expected this when you sang i was like picturing because i felt like you were so poised like some operatic vocals to come out and when you (laughs) sing i was so blown away but in the best possible way I, i just wasn't expecting it and when i was watching you in that first performance at the radio station i was like dang she's got vocals she's got some lungs Thank I'm you. Just Thank very you. jealous of anyone who knows. No, can sing. because you hear
1: so many people sing. And it wasn't until that moment that we were like, oh my gosh, we mm-hmm. haven't heard <laughs> Julia sing yet because we would
3: remember that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. Thank you. Thank it you was. so much. That means a lot.
3: So, starting out, how was, I mean, overall, be- between all of the drama and the performances and still being able to showcase yourself and your performances to the world like what was your overall experience and takeaway from being on listen to your heart
4: i loved being on listen to your heart you know i made what i believe to be lifelong friends there um you know and i am saddened that the drama that i was involved with kind of overshadowed probably what you know america perceived as The vibe at the mansion, you know, like you said, you only get to see, you know, two hours or one and a half hours of commercials of what happened over the course of a longer stretch of time. And um, I mean, it was a mansion filled with super talented musicians and uh, all just hoping to fall in love and uh, find their path to their dream.
3: Mm -hmm. Before going on, were you a fan of The Bachelor and Bachelorette? Have you seen any episodes or did you just go in totally blind?
4: So I grew up kind of watching with my mom. I actually remember watching um, Trista's season of The Bachelorette. Oh like, yeah, the first one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I fell out of it. I, I didn't stay on top of it. But then when I when this show came to light for me, I binge watched um, Bachelor in Paradise and the last couple of seasons
3: mm-hmm. of Bachelor okay. and Bachelorette. So you you kind of knew what... But yeah we're setting which yourself I,
4: up for getting into a little bit
3: which i think may have hurt me
4: in the long run because i assumed it would be like bachelor in paradise so when we were told you're now coupled up and this is it mm-hmm. i was like oh okay this is uh different than what i expected
3: yeah it's, well and that's something it, Rachel no ahead, and I was, oh i was just gonna say that's something that we have talked about i mean we haven't the fact that like this upcoming episode when chris comes in and he's like Hey, you guys are already in couples, but now we're going to stir the pot and put you in different couples. Like we've never seen anything like that happen on the show before. So, never, I mean, it was something yeah. new for, for us all. Yeah. Um,
4: I feel like the cast was entirely on edge every single day. Cause it was just like a new twist. You know, mm-hmm. I think yeah. you can have a game plan when you, you or like, people could have a game plan when they go into any of the other shows, but we were seriously, truly going in aligned. Uh, mm-hmm. and so I think it definitely heightened, uh, Certainly my stress
1: level. <laughs> well, I think that that's why it's a favorite of ours. I mean, I didn't watch The Bachelor, Bachelor, Bachelorette prior to being on the show. And mm-hmm. what I love so much about Listen to Your Heart is that it's off the beaten path. So every mm-hmm. week, we have no idea what to expect. And that's what makes it so intriguing. And yeah. it's, it's honestly, it might be my favorite Bachelor franchise show, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well. But you said something... <laughs> that stuck with me you said that when chris harrison came in and said this is it and you're coupled up it was kind of like whoa as if maybe you thought it is like bachelor in paradise and i can test the waters more so Mm -hmm. at that point when chris harrison said that you were coupled up with sheridan so i want to go back like night Mm -hmm. one you meet sheridan you talk to brandon there was obviously interest between both of them but you ultimately ended up settling with Sheridan. So what was it about Sheridan where you were like, you know what, this is where I'm going to start or or plant my roots. Yeah. Lack of better words.
4: Uh, to be honest, Brandon reminded me of every guy I've ever dated and that's been unsuccessful. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of, there were red flags from the beginning for me with him. So I kind of pushed it away, even though there was that initial spark. Uh, Sheridan and I, off the bat, had this amazing and really genuine, deeper connection. And I knew he was the kind of man that I should have in my life. Uh, It doesn't necessarily always mean it's the man that you, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard. It's been so hard for me to watch it back, honestly, but I I was happy to be with Sheridan. I just also had this connection with Brandon that I wasn't quite willing to give up because I, it had only been you know eight whatever days at that point. Um, and I did have I was under the impression that we would be still exploring those options. And
3: uh, yeah. Looking back now, and uh, you know, hindsight is always. What is it, 50-50? 2020? 2020. 2020, 2020. 2020. 2020. <laughs> because you're seeing it. <laughs> oh, 2020. Oh, thank you, Rachel. <laughs> I'm so bad when it comes to remembering <laughs> anything. But in hindsight, do you at this point regret not choosing Sheridan at the end of it? Yeah. Uh
4: absolutely. And I hope he hears this. Um, uh, because I absolutely regret um uh, not choosing him. And I think I I think. The stakes were so high, you know, in addition to being there to find love, we were all dreamers that were there to achieve a dream. Mm -hmm. And I think when I heard like, you have to couple up, I, I honestly panicked. (laughs) I was like, well, shoot, I better make sure who I'm with is the right person. Um, that didn't mean that I went about it the right way at all. Uh, I certainly did not. Um, but it, my way of going about it also didn't mean that Sheridan wasn't the right person.
3: It's hard when when it's not only you focused on the guys, but then other girls are focused on the guys as well. And that's something that Rachel and I, as the leads, as the bachelorettes, didn't have to deal with because there was no other distractions and we were free to go about and explore those relationships for as long as we wanted. Here, you have to couple up and that's it. And that's the couple.
4: Yeah, it certainly up the stress level, I think, in the house, uh, especially for me you know, I lead with my emotions. That is not always a good thing. Um, I am an open book. I, I did stay even brutally honest with Sheridan at every point I told him that I still had feelings for Brandon. Um, and it breaks my heart that people think that my connection with him on stage was disingenuous, ironically, uh, because that is actually where Sheridan and I connected the most was through the music. And that was actually the most beautiful part of this experience for me was, you know, Sheridan and I always say that we would have never met at a bar. Like he and I would never have gone up to each other at a bar. Uh, so we would have only met through an experience like this and playing music together deep in that connection for us. You know, you didn't get to see on our date. We had, we sat on the couch and prepped the song uh, that we sang, but we also sat and jammed to other music and harmonized together. and. Um really beautiful moments like that didn't air. And uh but that doesn't mean that they weren't there and they weren't real.
1: So I guess, Julia, you say now that you hope that Sheridan hears what you're saying Mm -hmm. and you know you you've you've kind of changed your mindset. Is and I want to give you the opportunity to speak towards this. Why is that? And the reason I'm saying why is that is because is it because you tried it with Brandon and it failed. So, you know, it didn't work there. Is it because time, like why, why are you so matter of fact now? Because I think the easy answer for the audience would to be, or to think is, oh, well, yeah, of course you think that because it didn't work out with Brandon. But why is that? Like if Sheridan were listening right now, why is yeah. it? Um, we
2: talked
4: uh all the time after filming we did I reached out to him and uh I was reminded of the true connection that we had while there and uh unfortunately since the most recent episodes have aired that has kind of ceased for now at least uh but it's I think it's a multi multitude of reasons. I knew and I did say this in my ITMs too that like Sheridan was the type of man that I would marry. Um, he is so genuine and has an amazing heart. And um, uh, saw me. Uh, for you know, probably saw what I could be too at a time when I wasn't my best. So, um, you know, it's been hard to realize that I threw that away. So, and it has nothing to do with you know, brand falling through with Brandon. You know, had I.
1: Oh, yeah, All no. Right. I mean, I, I, I think your emotion is real. And I, I, I told Becca before you got on here, I legitimately cried when Sheridan left. So it's actually nice to hear that what we saw was really how he is. And I honestly, Julia, I feel like you made a mistake that a lot of women and men make. I'll mm-hmm. just be honest with you. Um, you know, it. it's like, yes, you were at the center of a lot of drama. Yes, we can get into that. But just talking about what you're talking to now, I and Becca, I, I would love for you to speak to this too. I know at the end of my bachelorette journey, I was stuck with the guy who, that I was used to dating and mm-hmm. the guy that I didn't think I deserved because I was used to dating a certain type of man. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's the dilemma that you were in. And maybe yeah. we have, as bachelorettes, have a little bit more time to explore that that you didn't. And so mm-hmm. maybe you didn't make the best decisions going. You You tried it. But then you still need to explore the other relationship to figure out what you really wanted. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's wrong. And it's actually refreshing to hear you say that because you're not alone. We, we yeah. all do that. It took mm-hmm. me until I was in my 30s. I always say that my now husband, who I met from the show, I never would have been ready for him. Even three years, even two years before I went on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's all about timing
3: yeah well, and Rachel, as you said, we've all like let's be honest, we're human. Everyone has gone back to an ex that they know is bad for them. Everyone right. has been drawn to that bad boy or that bad girl that they know isn't necessarily gonna be lasting, but we all do it because it's just in our nature, I think, and it's you get to a certain point, and Rachel, you said, you know you just needed time and to grow up a little bit. And for me, like before the show, I was there, I went back to this. X so many times you couldn't even count. Every time it was like, oh my family's like, are you gonna do it over and over? And when is it gonna end? Like we've all done it. We've all felt that heartbreak. And I think we all get to a point in our lives where we're like, we can't keep doing that same thing over and over. And Julia, it sounds like from from what you experienced through the show and between Sheridan and Brandon, and now even just watching it back, you know, in a new viewpoint with a new view and new eyes. Um, maybe that's, maybe this is your moment where you, you've realized that, um, but going and, and speaking to Sheridan, when you speak so highly of him and how Rachel said she cried when he left, um, he made a really good point. And I don't know if this is going to be too hard to hear, but he did say like, you know, she's always gone for the wrong guys and the bad guys. And I would be different. And to hear him, I think he just had more insight maybe the relationship and what he could provide to you um but that just shows the the heart and the head that he has on him um and he he did seem like a solid dude so we of course were sad to see him go um but and and who knows what would have happened maybe i mean do you think like had you chosen brandon earlier on and not sheridan do you think you guys would have made it further in the season
4: no
1: Brandon sucks Julia
3: Brandon sucks I mean
1: there's no way around it he sucks I think yeah I did not
4: appreciate the way um and especially watching back now I'm like girl wake up like (laughs) do you hear the way he talks to you you know um Mm -hmm. so I actually think and I had said, I actually said this the morning Sheridan got a date card. I was like, I'd really love a date card because I already know I have something so solid with Sheridan. I'd love to go on a date with Brandon to see kind of like how that goes. And I think because that didn't happen that way, it was this gnawing like feeling at me. Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, my heart and I have lost sleep over this. My heart breaks because I think had Sheridan and I um, stayed together through it, we could have taken it all the way um I do believe that I think musically we just so fit um well together and we worked well together um and yeah it's heartbreaking for me and for me to think of him feeling that too
3: Mm -hmm. I agree with you I think y'all could have gone all the way too I want to get into a you know talking about Brandon uh that the the day that after Sheridan and uh Savannah left and it was you and Brandon free to now kind of explore what you guys could be, and he's calling you babe and sweetie, which we saw he did the same to Savannah. Was he ever upfront in those moments with you of like, yeah, I tried to get Savannah back? I told her I went on this <coughs> date with Julia, I wanted to work things out with Savannah. Like, did he was he ever fully honest with you in that moment?
4: No. And I think that, you know, I can't fault Brandon for being torn because I was torn. Uh, But I can say that he, you know, much like I should have perhaps taken out my frustrations, I took them out on the wrong person and I took them out on Savannah. I should have taken them out on Brandon. Uh, He should have been more upfront with both me and Savannah. Uh, And that was that was actually why I kind of spiraled, uh, not kind of, I totally spiraled uh, because when Savannah and he coupled up originally, he didn't then circle back and have any kind of conversation with me. Um, So that was really disappointing. And he continued to kind of play those games even after Savannah was gone. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So we see Natasha tell you um, Mm -hmm. in this episode that he basically says to Savannah if, this, if you want to make this work, then I will choose you and make this work. And I agree, her timing, it, it wasn't the right time. But yeah. I know at, you were very bothered by the timing of her saying that. You didn't mm-hmm. believe what she said to you. And you even referred to her as mean and as a mm-hmm. bully. Mm-hmm. Now knowing what you know, what do you think about the information that Natasha presented to you?
4: I still feel like her timing was way off and out of line. Uh, I think that was the problem with Natasha in general in the house. Um, you know, she had information that she shared, <laughs> kind of just so uh, she she like just dropped these bombs out of nowhere. And we were having such a great day at the Novo. Everyone was doing sound check and we're being judged on our chemistry. And she kind of just threw this wrench in there. So I think I would have taken it better had she done it right when she learned the information Mm
3: -hmm. well so which leads me to ask you we see the part where Natasha tells you you know okay earmuffs cover the ears I'm going to ask Brandon a tough question yeah and then she goes on to say you know if if Savannah would have said would you be with her and he goes yes do you just wish at that moment well two things a, you would have just listened in at that moment and not thrown on those earmuffs. And B Yeah, what was I thinking? What were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't, I would not have put my earmuffs on. I would have been. I'm so curious. Uh, but do you think had you had you not had the earmuffs on, would it have changed going into then that performance with Brandon? Do you think maybe you would have sent yourself home? Like, how do you think that would have played out?
4: Yeah. Um, I have no idea why I put earmuffs on. I think at that point I was so emotionally beaten down. I could tell that Brandon was like, uh, I, we weren't biting as soon as the next morning came, I knew something was off and I uh, just, that's, I think that's why I was just so defeated and I put the earmuffs on. I that damn another bad choice by me. Uh, but I don't honestly, I wanted to go home many times after that. Um, I, Knew that Brandon was mistreating me. I knew that we didn't work well together. And I, f- I felt like the second choice. Um, and I, you know, it was, it was a difficult last few days there for me. It really was.
3: Mm. Man, Brandon. I, <laughs> I, I think you put,
1: I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you hit put hear, earmuffs on because you didn't want to hear it. Like you mm. knew it but you just yeah. didn't want to hear it at that at that point in time. Um it's interesting, I'm going to be honest with you Julia, I had a whole list of questions to ask you about like what we've been watching, what we've seen, but you've really come into this interview and you're like basically I get why people say what they say. You know, mm-hmm. I get why people why people perceive what they perceive, but and and you own up to the things that you said, did. But there's this whole other side where you're like, this is why I did it. And I'll be honest, it makes sense. You know, do I agree with certain things that were done or said? No, but I think that it takes a really big person to say, listen, I fell trapped. I, I fell into the trap of what is Brandon, that type of guy. And at the end of the day, I should have been, you know, with the Sheridan
3: and going into what Rachel said, I think again as a viewer, it comes off, and from what I'm watching, that you're kind of casting the blame onto others, that you're not taking full responsibility. But I think now speaking to you, that and that's why I'm really glad that we have you on, is we can hear your side of why you were thinking a certain way. And I think, like I said, the hindsight is twenty twenty. You've watched it back now, and you're learning, and you're growing, and you're realizing, okay, like it takes two to tango in a, a relationship. Everyone makes mistakes. It, You know, you've made mistakes. Brandon's made mistakes. Um, and so at least now you're kind of learning and adapting to that and growing. Um, and I can only imagine it hasn't been easy getting to this place. Yeah. I. It's
4: okay. been really hard. Uh, I didn't anticipate. Honestly, like, even when I say the sassy things that they played and everything, like, I never imagined it would come across as the like I cringed. I have been mortified. This is the first time I've been out of pajamas in days, and um, I have been heartbroken. You know, uh, I definitely didn't come across the way that I think I li- live my life. Uh,
1: so it's been heartbreaking. One thing. So I was at your performance. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know the background of you and Brandon. So it's actually been interesting to watch it back because I'm watching it and I'm like, wait a minute, who's Savannah? Because I watched, and I can't tell Becca this because I can't talk about what I've seen. And I'm like, I watched Julia and Brandon perform. So how did they get to this point? And if you remember Mm -hmm. my critique, I was like, "Mm, something seems off. It doesn't seem right. And something you said, which I, I think you would we now see the backstory so yes something was off but you made a statement after your performance and you told brandon you said i feel like you abandoned me on stage what did you mean by that
4: so when we were in soundcheck he did the same thing like he treated it like a solo performance and that was not what we were there to do uh he wasn't connecting with me he wasn't looking at me uh And so after the sound check, I said, like, you can't do that. You can't leave me out there out to dry. Uh, And he did. When we got on stage, he treated it like a solo show. And Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't feel good at all. Um, And that was the moment where I was like, I I had been fighting for it because I had made the decision. I was like, I wanted this to, I wanted to see if this could work. I'm going to fight for it. And that was the moment that I knew the fight was over.
1: That wasn't I, it, Julia. The moment was when you were s- performing on stage. You turned to him and he looked at you like this while he was singing. And you said, that's it. Nope. He made that iconic face, that infamous face that we've seen. And you were like, this ain't
3: it. we yeah. Sheridan. <laughs> I will say, uh, like, even before the judges gave their feedback for your performance, I wrote in my notes that he doesn't make eye contact with you. He's not even looking at you. That's like, and that's the one takeaway I got from that. And I'm glad that I wasn't the only one to pick up on that. Um, because
4: no. one yeah, of the things he like, said to me when I said, you have to like connect with me, he said, you know, uh, just touch me to remind me that you're there. Uh-
3: <laughs> you're like, don't your eyeballs work? I'm right here. <laughs> I, like, I'm you know what? With you. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> You dodged a ball. I think you guys, I, just, there's something about Brandon. I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of him. I, it, bye, bye, Brandon. That's all I can say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me too. I think that, you know, it's it like, we've critiqued the show. We watched the show. And one thing that We try not to do when we watch it is like we've both been on the show. We've been on the bachelor We've been on bachelorettes listen to your heart is something totally different as we talked about at the top of the interview with you but One thing becca and I try to do when we when we critique the show when we podcast is we don't want to assume certain things like Oh that happened when I was the bachelorette Because it's a totally different season different contestants different stories different people but sadly What happens is that we critique the show. We haven't been like, well, like we talk about you. Oh my gosh, Julia has the best voice. Oh my God, what the hell is Julia doing right now? Why is she talking to Savannah like that? Like, to be honest, whatever. Yeah. But we never take it to a point where we're bullying or encouraging people to do that. And and what's so unfortunate about this experience is that when you're filming a reality TV show, it's hard. There's so much that is unexpected. You think you know, but you have no idea. And it definitely comes off harder than people actually, you know, expect it, expect it to be. Mm-hmm. And the internet is a brutal place. It can Take you up so high, and then it can bring you down so low. And I do understand the whole aspect of if you're going to accept the praise, you have to accept the criticism. But that doesn't mean that you have to accept people attacking you and coming at you, and especially when they don't really know you; they only know a version of you, as Becca said, that they've seen for an hour and a half to two hours every week. And Becca and I have experienced that, experienced that, and and unfortunately we have both gone through that. So I'm. Personally, and I know Becca does too. We want to ask you how you've been and, and how you've been handling it because it's, we understand it's a lot.
4: Uh, well, thank you for having me today. Cause it's the first time that I've actually like been able to get my act together. Um, since all of this started, I um, have, these have been like some of the darkest days, honestly. <laughs> um, I just have felt so misunderstood. And, uh, you know, I've been attacked online and I have never experienced cyberbullying to this level. Um, and I'm not sure if it's because of COVID-19 that people feel like they, they have all this anger they want to express and I'm just the target. Um, but it's been brutal and I don't wish, um, this feeling on anyone. Mm-hmm.
3: And Julia, I will say, I mean, I want to send you a virtual hug right now. And anyone that goes through this, as Rach said, like, you know, when you go on these shows, you you set yourself up to be more open to the criticism and to the opinions and to the comments. And opinions in the world are fine. Everyone is entitled to that. But when you're spewing hate and negativity and just attacking others for being on a TV show, for try, for you trying to figure out your life and your relationship and this musical career, that's not warranted and that's not okay. And so I'm sorry, first and foremost, that like you've had to deal with that. I know Rach has had to deal with that in a major way. And so for everyone out there listening, no, like, stop with that bullying. Stop with that hate. Like, trust me, we all have been getting mean tweets and mean DMs and mean comments. And there's, like... That when it crosses that line, it's unacceptable. It's not okay. Um, and so I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. Um and, and all I can yeah. say is that, you know, hopefully you're stronger after this. There's gonna be better days. I remember after my season, there were days where I didn't want to leave the house. I like you said, I didn't change out of my pajamas. I was I was scared, I was anxious, I felt all these negative emotions um and hopefully hopefully that passes and hopefully people will listen into this and take this to heart and realize like we're all human we've all made mistakes we've all said stupid things we've all picked the wrong guy we're human so give everyone a little bit of grace
4: yeah and I can understand watching it back why people would message me and be like what the hell were you thinking you know those comments but it's when it's taken to the next level and um the scary level that I've been receiving that is just, uh, I mean, it's just not right. It's just not right. So
3: have, have you from it been able to lean on your friends and family or even other castmates that were on the show that I'm sure are dealing with this as well? How are you dealing with all of this?
4: Yeah. Uh, I'm so grateful for my castmates. Um, Jamie, Rudy and I really grew very close through this and, um, Mel and, um, you know, because Jamie and Rudy, uh, are also main components of the show. Like they've been getting love and hate too. You know, it's no one's immune to getting that, that hate. Um, so it's been nice to be able to lean on them. I have been leaning on my friends and family. Uh, you know, I'm, I have been getting love and I'm so grateful for that. It is just unbelievable how much louder the hate feels, even if it's even less than the love.
1: No, it's it's human nature. You know, you you can people can say ninety nine good things, but that one bad thing stands out, honestly. And I truly say this from my heart. Welcome to Bachelor Nation. Yeah. I mean, it is a gift and it is a curse. They will hug you with one arm and stab you with a knife <laughs> in the other, and it's just kind of like. You're in this the sorority fraternity now. Like there are uh, other people that you can lean on, even like thank goodness you have, you know, um Jamie and Rudy and Mal, like you mentioned, but there are other people who understand what you're going through as well. You're not alone. I think it's great that you can fall on the sword and say, look, I get it. I I I'm wondering what I was doing and what I was thinking in those moments too. We were too. We had those questions to ask, but what's the point of asking them when you're willing to say, listen, I messed up? And 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 you know like I my bad I made a mistake and I'd like to make amends for it. Mm-hmm. So, no, go ahead, Becca.
3: Oh, what I was going to say, and to welcome to Bachelor Nation. You know what? Don't worry because in a week or two weeks, some other drama is going to happen, <laughs> yep. and people are going to hate on whoever said or did whatever, and totally forget about what you did. So it's very short lived. I know it seems like. It's never ending right now. You probably seem like you're at the lowest point, uh, but it will get better. And and you have your castmates, you have Rach and Idalina on any advice, like we're all here, um, but you. it won't last long. I promise. Thank you. I mean, blonde. Fickle. I'm, I'm looking Fleeter. towards the light. <laughs> yeah. Fickle. Like, it's, it, it's it's so quick. They'll forget about it. it but Just I, keep we, singing. Keep on putting those banger vocals out there and <laughs> everyone will forget about it. Totally I forget
1: about it. We do want to ask you before we let you go, like at, there's ups and there's downs, but there's so much that you gain from this experience that so many other people don't get to go through. So what's the greatest lesson that you've learned from this entire journey? Um,
4: wow. I think I have finally learned that I need to accept the love that I deserve. Hmm
1: girl, I learned that too on my journey on the show (laughs) and I got married. So I'm so excited for you. (laughs) No, it's, it's, it's so true. When you have gone through not to turn this into a therapy session, but you never know what you're going to get from bachelor happy hour. But when you have gone through it and you Mm -hmm. finally learn that just because you've experienced it nine times, that doesn't mean that that 10th time that you can't finally experience, like, accept what it is that you deserve and what's right mm-hmm. for you. Cause you, you think you feel a little selfish, but it's okay. So, I'm from Texas. I so look forward to seeing you in Austin, cause I know that's where <laughs> Sharon <Sheridan is. laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, he's listening. Austin's such a great city. Man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's great that
1: you've come from this and you've learned something from it. And
3: please, in the future, whatever happens, whether it's with Sheridan or someone else, keep us updated because we would love to hear about your life and your upcoming musical endeavors and love endeavors and everything.
4: Thank you. Thank you both so much. Mm
3: -hmm. Thanks, No, no, thank you. Hang in there, girl. Rich, I... Must say, I am very happy that we finally had her on because, you know, we all have our opinions, but it's good to finally hear her side of things, the good and the bad, the pretty and the ugly. Um, and so I'm glad to get her point of view, her take, um, and and it's hard hearing what she's now having to deal with. But hopefully everyone out there listening to this can take it to heart and realize that, again, this is a TV show, it's fleeting, um, and she's just trying to do what's best for her.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we had her on when we had her on. If we had had her on right when this show started, she wouldn't have seen how things have played out because she mm-hmm. would have had her version, but it's a totally different thing to see it. And yeah. she's had the time to watch it, to learn from it, to grow from it. And that's what's what we got on the podcast today. So mm-hmm. I thought that was beautiful. I mean, listen, like like we told her, listen, we've talked about you a certain way on this show. There's no bullying, but we're trying to understand your actions and how you Mm -hmm. were moving throughout the show. But there was no reason to go there once she owns up to it. Mm -hmm. And I hope that everyone who's listening, you know, because this episode that you watched today is a lot and it's going to make you even go down even more a darker, deeper path with Julia. But if you listen to this podcast, you'll understand her a little bit more and you'll Mm -hmm. let that go. And yeah. you'll realize people make mistakes along the way, yeah. and you just have to allow them to do it
3: mm-hmm. and, learn and we all from do it, it. We, yeah, we all learn, we all hopefully can grow. um it sounds like she has, and she's like you said, she's kind of falling on her sword and taking responsibility for certain things that did play out. Um I'm just glad that she realized that she, but also anyone out there needs to find herself a Sheridan and not a Brandon,
1: yes. Like, (laughs) ladies, it took me until I was 30. Now, granted, I'm glad it did because I met Brian because of it. But don't think that you have to continue to accept to be treated badly. You Mm -hmm. don't. You're better than that. You deserve more than that. It's not okay. It's not acceptable. I don't care if every man that you've ever dated has treated you that way. It's not okay, and if Mm -hmm. we excuse it, then men will continue to behave this way because they will think it's okay. So don't give them a pass. Don't allow Mm -hmm. them to do that. We deserve better. Rise up, unite. I am woman. (laughs) Hear me roar.
3: (laughs) Rachel, I love this because I'm going to go take (laughs) my doll. I'm going to go take my doll. (laughs) But everything you're saying right now plays perfectly into uh, our next guest shaggy and you know we all know his song it wasn't me you know we'll get into that um but yes it's know your worth ladies yes. and gentlemen out there know what you deserve you know l- listen we've all gone back to the mistake we've all been there we've all gotten the bad boy that we know isn't good for us um but you're better than that you're better but- than that Rachel, this was a great therapy session, but we do have one more guest for today. Let's turn it up! Let's turn it up! (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to do a complete 180. I can't be more excited to talk to this mega-talented Grammy-winning artist. He is, I will say, the essence of good vibes, and it's the 20th, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the 20th anniversary of his hit album, Hot Shot, and you can see him as a guest performer on next week's Listen to Your Heart. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it's Shaggy. Yeah, Mr. Boombastic, very fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Shaggy, first and foremost, thank you for being here. I'm sure our Bachelor Happy Hour listeners are so excited to hear from you. And just to start it off, obviously, it's no surprise we're all in quarantine. So how has it been going for you these days?
5: It's been cool, man. I didn't think it was going to run as smooth as it did. You know, I I just came off a tour in um, the UK with myself and Nelly and Eve and all of us. And they had just, we got to New York a day before they closed the borders in the UK. And I wanted to go home to Jamaica, to my home where, you know, my wife, kids and dogs are And uh, the, the early cases of the COVID in Jamaica were from British tourists. So they had suggested mm-hmm. that I probably wait out the 14 days and then go in. And in mm-hmm. waiting it out, they closed the borders. So I am stuck here in New York. Oh, and of course, New York is ground zero. So I'm at my home here. And but it it's you know my housekeepers don't show up my my um assistants don't show up so it's really me I'm starting to learn to I got to cook I got to <laughs> do laundry I'm folding it's you know it's it's kind of crazy man but it's it has really worked out it's quite a wake up call for me to let me know that if something I'm very proud of myself I've mm-hmm. I've been uh, I've been surviving
3: yeah well, it sounds like you're becoming a jack of all trades with cooking and cleaning and all the things.
5: Yeah, I'm actually, I'm also doing, I'm a one man show and doing promo and I've Mm -hmm. been doing these promos uh, for the last six weeks. I got my whole setup. I've been moving around. It's a good thing I'm I'm actually quarantined here uh, because my recording studio is also in this house. I have two rooms and this is one of the main rooms. So I keep moving things around just to, you know, get a different feel and it has worked out well so far.
1: Oh, yeah. So we're making music. You sound like me, Shaggy. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to cook. I have to clean. What is this? What, I'm yeah. used to being on the road, too. So speaking of experiences, you were on Listen to Your Heart, a Bachelor mm-hmm. franchise show. What do you know about The Bachelor? Have you, are you a fan of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette?
5: I have, I've actually caught a couple of episodes here and there. I can't say I religiously watch it because I don't religiously watch any show because I'm always in a different continent and you know a different week whatever it is uh so constantly touring uh but um you know i like the whole concept of it you know what i mean and um you know it's really cool that you know these these contestants could get an opportunity you know uh, uh, to actually show, showcase their talent and, and, and get it out there
1: mm-hmm. yeah how was your experience on the show
5: it was cool my scene was kind of just film in in the, in the club i i I was really taken aback somewhat of how enthusiastic the audience was. They were really, really pumped up and really into it. And, uh, it was great. Obviously, you know, Brave Bond was there with me. Spice is a superstar herself. So she had some fans in there and it was really, really good just to rock it and then play these amazing classic that everybody just knew, you know? And, um, of course, you know, we, you know, we had, it, it, you know, the, 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 the loving couple come on stage and just, you know, kind of grace us with their presence. So, yeah, it was kind of it was a, it was a good vibe.
3: Good. Well, I mean, you are known for putting on these great performances, these great shows. You have just such a great energy when you do perform and get on that stage. Uh, so what is one of your secrets, I guess, that you could share with the world or share with these couples that are now on Listen to Your Heart for giving and putting on such a great show? I should say
5: what, are, what the main thing I always say, and, and especially in going on. It's like being a DJ. And I was a DJ before I, I even started, you know, um, uh, to, 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 to perform live. You got to go in and read that audience. Every audience you go to, you know what I mean? You have all these artists the more time. But if I'm on a tour and there's six artists, you know, I go out and watch their, their show because I'm, I'm getting a read of the type of crowd it is, what they respond to, what their vibe is. And I'll change my set list right as I go on. That's why, you know, it's good to have my band because if I go left, they go left. If I go right, they go right. It's reading that crowd. It's figuring the type of crowd. You're not going to go and do like, you know, uh, an acoustic guitar type of performance, you know, in a nightclub when everybody's half drunk and popping, and popping off, you know, you got to change your game up at that point. You know what I mean? To get that audience pumping their fists and getting in and talk certain little things, say certain little things to get your audience interested especially if you're an, an artist that don't have really big hits then do some other someone else's big hit mm-hmm. but it's the way that you deliver it you know they'll know that song but the way you deliver it and the way you set it up just like a dj would set a record up that's what works it's you connecting with that audience on a personal level and letting them buy into you and all that goes out to you reading the uh, reading the audience. So. I suggest to any, any artist going out there to perform before you go on the stage, go out there. If there's artists before you, go check it out. Go we'll look at the, the audience, go feel it out, and then kind of bring your little show. And don't be scared to, to move things around at last minute, man, because you might see something that just really connects.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, speaking of connections, what did you think about the connection of the couple that you had to work with on the show? Since this show is about the music, but also about the chemistry within the, or with the couples too.
5: One thing I noticed when they came on stage, and that's without me watching the episode or knowing anything, they couldn't—they te- couldn't keep their hands off each other, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, they were—they—they—they—they they, were—they looked like they were in love. You know, I mean, they kept even when we were there, rocking and dancing. You know, uh, he kept he- holding her hands. It was just that kind of a vibe, and I was really, really, you know, um, pleased to see that. They actually interacted like that. They really were feeling each other and vibing mm-hmm. each other. And when I went back to talk to them, man, I kind of I got what I really love is, uh, you know, uh, the guy was literally telling uh, uh, the, the, the girl, he was telling this girl, he, he was complimenting her the whole time through the mm-hmm. conversation. You know, mm-hmm. he yeah. was, you know, that is, that is cool. And he's a singer too, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he's not trying to hog uh, uh, the spotlight in any way he's he's literally compliments oh man this one right here she you know man she is ah, <laughs> oh, you know what i mean yeah i i admire things like that mm-hmm. you know what i mean because he's you know you could tell at this point and she took the compliment of course but mm-hmm. at the same time she was like uh uh you know you are you know you're such you're so you're great too you're so you know what i mean Mm -hmm. I I loved all of that. You know, I appreciate that.
3: Well, I like that you picked up on that because, and this is something that we've asked not only the contestants that were on the show, but also the different judges that we have on the podcast as well. Um, We always ask if they've dated musicians in the past, and it's always like this 50-50 split vote. Half of them have, and they say that it works, and that you have this really special bond and connection through music, and just a whole new realm of emotions that that music can bring. And then half of them say... It's too crazy. They they wouldn't recommend it. Can't do it again. Um, So for you, Shaggy, have you ever dated another musician?
5: I don't don't know if I would say dated. (laughs) You have to be, have I hooked up? Yes. Uh, Dated is a whole, you know, that's a whole different situation. I don't. You know, I don't think I've dated. You know, mm-hmm. Does that mean dinner? Don't,
1: <laughs> don't want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, that means dinner. That means dinner too.
5: <laughs> we break. We break bread. Um, <laughs> hey, let me tell you about. To me, dating with musicians, I'm not saying that it cannot work. You, you find a lot of people who have done it, and they have done it very well, and it has worked very well for them. Um, you know, it takes a lot of trust because when you're in the entertainment business, there's a lot of things that come at you. You know, what I mean, there's you know, and if you're successful, there's gonna be screaming groupies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very hard for females also in, in, in the industry, uh, because you know, it, it's it's most of the time they're not taken seriously. You know what I mean? And because it's such a male-dominated um feel that and when a female comes into the picture, these guys got one thing on their mind. So it's hard for that female to actually be be about her business. And I say it to every female when they go in there, if you go in there, with that poker face on and say, "Hey, I'm about my business." They will follow through. They will fall into line. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you just got to know how to play your game and get in there. So, it, as as couples going into it, and you're going to find challenges. You're going to stumble on challenges. You know, but if you want to make it work and you guys are committed to that, they're committed to each other. Um, then I have no doubt that they have a shot at it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to change it up a little bit and start talking to you about this 20th anniversary of the legendary Mm -hmm. album Hotshot. I feel like, you know, an album, an album passes the test of time when you can know exactly where you were when the album came out and you started jamming the songs. For me with Hotshot, I was just learning to drive. So I was blaring it in the car, trying to focus on the road, but sing the songs. It wasn't me. Yeah. Love me. Love me, Angel. I mean, now that you're re-releasing this and you have these amazing collaborations, I think I read that Sting is going to is on it yeah. as well. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about it and, and what we can expect from
5: it. Well, you know, this album was such an iconic album in the sense that Shot was the album that moved the needle as far as the genre. Mm-hmm. as far as Dancehall is concerned. You know, mainstream radio did not play Dancehall in 2000 um, a lot. Uh, what Hotshot did, because it was such a phenomenal record and the single Wasn't Me was so dynamic and it broke so many borders. It, it crossed all of the musical barriers. You know, you couldn't have put it into a box. Uh, it literally, all, all radio formats played it. So it actually made Dancehall music become acceptable to mainstream um, radio. Uh, and to com- commemorate that, and it sold Diamond, you know, it was over 10 million records sold, so it's the only Diamond selling um, um, dance album ever. So to commemorate the, the, uh, the success of it, we decided to put out a Hotshot 2020 version, but I didn't want to just do that album track for track and word for word. So I decided to, hey, why don't we take the first five most stream songs from the album which are the singles angel wasn't me love me love me and of course you know songs like um uh keeping it real and the title track hot shot then we put rayvon who sang angel initially to Mm -hmm. sing it wasn't me you know and then put sting to sing angel because we sang it on tour when we were doing four four eight seven six and that's one of his favorite joints and then we did like four new songs. You know, we covered Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. We covered um, Buckingham Palace by Peter Tush. We also did a new song with me, this thing called Primavera. And then we throw some other goodies in there. How about throwing Mr. Bombastic in there?
1: Hey, and Mr. B- Bombastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and like,
5: <laughs> yeah, and throwing songs like Oh uh, Carolina, Strength of a Woman, A hey, Sexy Lady, but giving them a more... Up to date, twenty twenty sound,
1: mm-hmm. where the
5: kicks are dropped sonically is really in there. And it wasn't me. We kept to the authenticity of the original track, right? Because those songs are, uh, let's face it, they're still recurrent in today's generation. But we changed when once my part came came in. We changed the drums to a more dancehall drum because back in them days when we did the original, it was really a hip hop beat that it was on, yeah. and we and Rick Rock sang R and B melody. The only dance hall was what was the cadences that I did, which was which was the patois. You know what I mean? So we just put the dance hall drums on the patois because for us if we if, if reggae was playing dance hall, that's probably what we would have done back then. And now dance hall is now, you know, the soundtrack of today's music. You know, it would spawn such such uh, genres as reggaeton, you know what I mean, and Afrobeat, you know, reggae itself. Okay. I, I mean hip hop itself was too cool herp was Form to uh, dance all and, and, and reggae, so mm-hmm. it's just a celebration all around where that project is concerned, and and we, you know I, it's it's perfect for quarantine. It makes you feel like you're on vacation. It's oh, full yeah. of sunshine and, and and a lot of fun. And these songs are just classics that everybody knows. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what else? It wasn't me, did it? Gave men a cop out, Shaggy. It gave them a <laughs> <laughs> cop out. Thinking,
5: <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> that's see, that's, see, all. that's definitely what you. I remember. But you know why I disagree with you on that? Okay. See, so there's, there's a big miscon- misconception because everybody think that it wasn't me was a cheater song. Yes, but it really wasn't. Because okay. if, you, if, if you listen to the song down at the end, there's an apology it says, I'm going to tell her that I'm sorry for the things that I've done. You might think that you're a player, but, ju- but you're completely lost. Simply means that the player, right, the guy that cheated didn't take the advice of the player, even though he was saying just tell her it wasn't me. Just you know, it was like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm gonna go apologize to my girl because what you were doing, and you could not have a better message, right? For mm-hmm. couples during that time, say, hey, mm-hmm. this ain't right. But because it was such a club jam, you know, what I mean, and everybody was saying it That's wasn't right. me. That's it right. It wasn't me. They sure Nobody, did. No- Nobody listened to the record down to the end. Like, <laughs> so, they, so they missed the apology altogether. And it was like, yo, Shaggy. Oh, that guy's such a cheater. Uh-uh, he, just, he just co-signed on every cheater out there. That He gives them a cop-out. Really, ladies, calm down. I was saying, hey, it's wrong. Even though I I was the guy that played the bad part in, in you the you did,
1: but thank you for setting the record straight. You know, I think the real question is: Will there be music videos accompanied with this album, and will you be auditioning for dancers? Ah!
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, we always need dancers. It's, it's 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 inevitable. Dancers are 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 you know they bring the life to the show, man. They bring. They bring that energy, you know, big up to Tanisha Scott, who who started with us when we when we were doing um, uh, the Hotshot Project back in them days. And she's now one of the best choreographers around. Choreographers, choreographers so I around. Okay.
1: Yes. I have a oh, chance. OK, I have a chance. That's really absolutely. what I needed to know, Shaggy.
3: That's what Ab- I need to know.
5: Absolutely. We have, okay. We'll be doing some videos and all of that.
3: man. <laughs> well, Shaggy, I will say even I think it was like two weeks ago I was listening to It Wasn't Me. And my fiance and I did a little compilation with our dog. So of course we set her up like on on the counter on the. Couch, oh, there's so many the of those. Shower. Yeah, you see you them all over t- the place. We did so. a TikTok
2: too. I want to watch dog <laughs> We did. We I did. A lot. Oh, I send it to you. It's. It. I that will say. Good. I think.
3: My, I'm not trying to like be biased here, but I will say my dog's one of the, dogs dog ones, the cutest dogs. So it was one of the better ones. My cutest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, i have just say that, right? But um, she. I think she. Uh, felt very threatened by us, um, video taping her to the song. And so, right. um, she might have PTSD when she hears the song, but for me, oh, yeah. I love it. It's <laughs> one of the classics. It's never going to go to style. So I'm so glad that you're oh, re-releasing the album.
5: Well, it's great. You know, TikTok was a big help on that, too. You know, everybody were doing these these, these TikTok videos um, with mm-hmm. their dogs. And you got you to gotta DM me and, and you, your pup so I know which one oh, it is. Oh, I will. Is. I will. I, so good. I, people send them to me all the time. And I was like, wow, this thing just takes a life of, the, of its own. We
3: got it? the shower cap on her in the shower with the fake water running. We did it all. So I, I'll DM you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I got a question, though. Is this a trend that everybody is in their, in their closet?
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> this is our recording studio it's not yeah. as great as yours <laughs> I'm, this
5: is the I'm best just saying, sound what's, quality what's, 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 yeah it's what
3: the best sound quality
5: that uh, we get. okay I got yeah, you yeah. so you don't hear the echoing I got you right, okay. right. Uh, my Because I, is I, too I,
3: loud in the living room gotta get away from him
5: well you know what I, I've done a couple of interviews over, overseas uh, in the UK and they're all in their closet too and I was wondering wow okay well, you know, but okay you explain it
3: We like to call it our ISO booths. Yeah.
5: Yes. (laughs) It is better that way.
3: Not quite (laughs) on par with yours, but maybe. (laughs) Yeah,
5: yeah, I'm lucky. I'm in one of those professional ones.
1: Well, Shaggy, thank you so much for doing this interview. We're so excited to see you on the show. We're so excited to hear what new music you're going to have. Y'all can't see him right now, but he is sitting in the studio. He is ready to go. I think that's what's so special about quarantine is it allows people to be creative you know because we're we're stuck we're at home Mm -hmm. you know there's not much you can do so anyways we are excited to see you on the show thank you so much for doing
3: this thank you thanks thanks for having
5: me and thanks for sharing your platform all the best you guys
3: of course thanks shaggy i really enjoyed him i (laughs) forgot you did the corey video
1: i mean i really i meant to i meant to comment to you on that that was the funniest
3: thing that I've seen you know how I feel about TikTok well no I know and so when we were doing I I I swear Minnow is traumatized from us doing that to her um but it was so funny because we did it what like two weeks ago and then when I found out who we were talking to today Garrett was like down in the garage and I'm yelling from the balcony like Garrett Garrett guess who we're talking to (laughs) and he's like no effing way you're talking to Shaggy so that was really fun to have him no it was fun he was great
1: like there's so much depth you know his career has really passed the test of time he's i mean Mm -hmm. like boom mr boom bostic came out in 1995 which means he was before then that's not even his first album Mm -hmm. so just the fact that he's really i can't believe hot shot is 20 years old that makes me feel old because i'm like
3: yeah i was learning to drive then (laughs) how old Um, are you becca I <laughs> well, I was in middle school. In well, actually, no, 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 I remember when Angel came out, my best friend in sixth grade was obsessed with that song. Like mm-hmm. to the point where she would that's the only song she would play on repeat on like our Sony Discman or whatever it was that we used back then. Um so yeah, sixth grade. I was how old is that? Eleven, twelve? Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so but, old enough. But my question is, okay, you've seen the movie uh, Never Been Kissed, right? With Drew Love Barrymore? It. Love it. You know the scene where she eats the brownie at the club and she takes that, po- like, the feather boa and she's, like, running yes. it through her legs? Is that to one of Shaggy's songs? I don't remember the song. I gotta go back. I feel like it has to be, but I'm gonna go back and rewatch watch it. But, like, I don't know why when we were talking to him and listening to him, I'm like, picturing that scene of her with like the boa in between <laughs> okay. her legs now then i hope that that's the case
1: that you said <laughs> that i wanted to tell him that he was on one of my planes but i was like i'm gonna sound like such a creeper you should because I'm, I'm like i love i love reggae music mm-hmm. and dance hall music so i you know i wanted to be like you know mr lover lover and i was like well is that rude is that
3: rude <laughs> if i start and he calls himself that song like, i feel we? like he would have appreciated it Rach. you should have Brian would have been like, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me.
1: No, but that was great. Love these interviews that we're able to do mm-hmm. with such iconic, you know, musicians in the industry. It's, it's mm-hmm. really amazing they get to do this. Exactly. And to get
3: their take, I mean, like you said, he's been around for a bit and he knows this industry probably better than anyone. So to to hear him talk about how just even within like the world and his genre has changed, it's, it's so interesting to me. So hopefully our listeners can take something from that. Um, if anything else, I cannot wait to listen to this re-released album right and for him to just casually
1: say yeah you know i was coming back from tour with eve i got sting on the album okay you better
3: name drop shaggy you better let us know the circles that you run in acting like it's no big deal though like oh yeah i just hung out in europe with nelly but now i'm stuck in new york in your recording studio yeah yeah living the life living the life well i had so much fun today
1: i know you did too becca it was so cool to talk to our guests recap the show And as always, you know, we just have such a blast with this opportunity and this platform to be able to talk to such big celebrity names that are coming on this show. I mean, The Bachelor, there's nothing like it. There's nobody doing anything what The Bachelor franchise is doing from love to music to drama. Nobody does it better. It just keeps getting bigger and better every single week. And we can't wait for you guys to see what's next because (laughs) the drama doesn't stop. The celebrity judges don't stop. The Love doesn't stop. So, coming up next week, we've got four remaining couples that head to Las Vegas to perform and we get four date cards, which is always fun. We get to see four couples, we get to see their love progress or maybe not from the previews that we've seen from this week um or this coming up week. Then we have the new judges. We've got Ashley Simpson Ross, her husband Evan Ross. We've got Pat Monahan from the band Train. We've got Lauren and Ari. And we get to see an awesome performance by Shaggy. And as always, we've got that perfect balance
3: of drama, of music, and love. It's all that we need right now. Mm-hmm. Rachel, I can't wait. I mean, there's parts of next week that I could probably bypass, but most of it I can't wait for. (laughs) I am loving the show. (laughs) Uh, So listeners, don't forget to tune in to new episodes of Listen to Your Heart every Monday, 8, 7 central on ABC. Now it's crazy because I can't believe, but there's only two episodes left. I'm I'm already feeling a little bit sad because I've loved this show so much and like each week it's just grown on me, Um, but it's going by quickly. You know, the couples are dwindling down. Um, So we're going to, of course, continue to break it down for those last two episodes for you all. So please don't forget to follow along. We love to hear from you guys. So keep commenting, keep liking, keep following us, do all the things with us on social at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram. And then it's Batch Happy Hour on Facebook and Twitter.
2: This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to no CD.com to get evidence based treatment. That's no CD.com.
0: Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secrets number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. I've been wearing their demi-bra literally every day this week. It is so comfortable and looks great underneath all different styles of clothing. It's available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. that's 43 sizes and 22 different styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com.
2: So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they